0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Joel Fiard.
1: And I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And we are here every week talking to you about entrepreneurship, business. And lately, we have been diving into talking about freelancing. Uh, we have been recording for what, seven years? Does that sound accurate? Oh, sure. That sounds made up. That sounds accurate. <laughs> And we have had a million episodes uh, and we took a (laughs) massive break last year, but we came back at the very end of the year and you guys have already been showing us so much love. So thank you so much for, you know, just, I don't know how you even knew that we were back um but you did and you guys yeah. are listening so we love you know that. what? they
0: stayed subscribed and they i love that for subscribe. you i love
1: that I appreciate if you haven't you. if you're if you're just seeing this one pop up we did do like our favorite things episode and i know you guys love that one every year so go back and listen to that when we did favorite things for 2023 and if you missed any of those things then you can dive into them this new year yeah
0: definitely rate review We should do a follow-up now that i've watched Saltburn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Did so, did well, I, like, did I just like, I, I hope I described it well. Cause I was like, I'm like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's I'm just, it's, it's, like you, you said, experience. Experience it, it's, it's experience. an experience. And I'm like, I'm not saying that I didn't write it. So don't come, don't get mad at me. You know, I didn't write this, but it's wild.
0: Whoever wrote uh, it. um We got to have a conversation about your mental health. I don't think you're doing well um
1: <laughs> <laughs> for real i i do actually who is the writer of that because i'm just like I, wow what a wild mind um
0: i don't know i don't want to know right now because that person godless yeah. I, I, I don't know that i'm
1: mentally in a state to see anything else that they have uh written yeah um, i think i, I need to need...
0: figure out who it is so i can flag it as a not
1: right now. right i would need like at least a six month recovery like from I'm surprised the, that wasn't
0: an A24 oh. film. Like, I think maybe it had been too disturbing to for A24, which I think is what happened. Like, I think yes. that's like, genuinely even past the A24 um, spectrum of films. But, yeah. So,
1: as we head into 2024, um, we are going to be covering a whole bunch of topics pertaining to business and entrepreneurship. If you have any topics specifically that you want covered, or if you have anybody that you want to see us interview, Go ahead and reach out to us on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. You can just jump in our DMs and be like, hey, I really want you to talk about this or that, or I really want to see you interviewing this person. And we, if as long as the topic is not bananas, then we'll be happy to do so.
0: <laughs> real. Should we be on threads? Y'all yeah, let us know. Write us and let us know if we should get on threads on Instagram. For, from the Heart and Hustle perspective, I'm not on, on threads uh, personally because I stopped <laughs> but if you would like us to be on Threads as an as an entity as a podcast, I don't mind joining for that. I also s- saw that Spill is now available for my people, so if if the blacks here in Spill and you would like us there, let us know where you are. We can have more conversations on the internet.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So today we are going to be diving into how to find the right contracts as a freelancer um, because this is something that, you know, isn't always talked about. A lot of times you'll see people freelancing, you'll see them getting these awesome contracts that are like quite a bit of money. And you're like, how do I do that? Maybe you're just starting out, You don't really know how to get clients. Um, and you're just kind of, you know, not really sure of the next steps to take. So we're going to kind of dive into that today and talk about, you know, being able to find those contracts that not only pay well, but also allow you to like work on your own terms Do work that you enjoy um, and have a bit of like work-life balance uh, and just work at the times that work for you, right? Because it's kind of different for everyone. Yeah.
0: Have flexibility, um, be able to grow in your career as well. So I think sometimes people um, oftentimes are in corporate positions that are a little stagnant in terms of growth opportunities. Um, And as a freelancer, this allows you to pick up new skills and learn new things and continue to evolve and grow outside of just the boundaries of your nine to five. 100%
1: so the first step is going to be defining your niche and your skills right so what is it that you offer what is it that you want to offer what are you wanting people to know that you do Um, because you can't just be like hey I'm a freelancer hire me you're like what do
0: you do (laughs) yeah
1: you've got to know what you offer and like what sets you apart specifically Uh, even beyond just saying like oh, well, I'm a graphic designer and I offer graphic design. Okay, great. But like, what is it that you specialize in specifically? Because that's very broad. Uh, if you're like, oh, I'm a consultant. I consult on business. Okay. Again, very broad. Let's what, get into- why, where, how? <laughs> yeah, the specifics, like how, what is it that you actually help people do? So for example, for me as a consultant, I typically help people that are either moving from a different uh, career field or a business and starting a new business and they need that guidance through that first business or if they are currently uh, owning a business, they're an entrepreneur and they're feeling kind of stuck and stagnant and they're not able to get to that next level, that's where I come in as a consultant and help them get to the next level. So that's specifically what I do. Like For example, what I don't do right? Uh, and sometimes it's easy to think about that because you think about what you do and you're like, well, maybe everyone does that. No, everyone does the different things, right? So if you, if you just, your finances are in shambles and that's it, everything else in your business is working, your finances are in shambles and you want someone to come in to build out that system, that's not what I do. I don't do that, right? <laughs> She's so not called
0: Christmas. She's not going to look at you. I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> so I would advise, you know, someone, like if somebody came to me and that's what, exactly specifically what they were looking for, I have other people that I'd say, oh, I'm going to send you to this person. They will help you with that. That's great. So know specifically what you do and what you don't do or what you don't want to do even. Even if you can do it, you don't have to do everything. That's a big thing to remember. Uh, because again, when you're finding this work, you want to find stuff that is going to be a good fit for you and that you're going to enjoy. Don't take on a six-month contract that you are going to hate like just for the money because there's other contracts out there that are going to probably be a better fit for what you do, but you have to narrow that down and know what you offer and what your skill set is.
0: Yeah. And a good thing to do oftentimes is offer the same skills that you're already doing at your job that could be underutilized. So I think this is an easy way to kind of dip your toes in the water. Um, As somebody who does a ton of marketing work, I like to pop in as a fractional CMO um, because I don't want to be a CMO at your job, but I'll come and do it for like three months and get your company together and get your life together, get your planning done and try to get you together for your next quarter or whatever your big marketing campaign push would be. Definitely don't mind doing that for a short period of time. I don't want to work with you full time. So there are things and opportunities like that where there are people who are looking to hire you know, freelancers in those positions where they don't want to put money towards having a position open, but do need that work done. And it doesn't always have to be Like Kristen said, the down nitty-gritty, it could be high-level strategy. It could be just overarching things. You don't have to get down and, like you said, make graphics. Or even if you say you're a graphic designer. Again, I can design graphics. I absolutely don't want to make reels for you. I can do it. I don't want to do it. You don't (laughs) want to do it, yeah. (laughs) I don't. Like, I can absolutely do all kinds of signage. There's certain signs I would never want to do. Like, do not bring me small package labels. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at a screen at anything that's, like, 0.1 centimeter. I just refuse I'm not illustrating anything. Those are things that like, you get into it and you figure out what your niches are and you're able to market yourself a little bit more. Um, And through that process, then you're starting to be able to move on to our next step, which is starting to build a strong online presence because despite there being millions of fish in the sea, your fish is still needed. And so it's important for you to start marketing that fish the way you need to. So it's now time to get into it and figure out what you look like amongst your other school in the ocean.
1: Yes. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people hear a strong online presence and they immediately think like, oh, you've got to be on every social <laughs> They're like, I need a 95 day. page website. <laughs> and it's, like, it's not necessarily that. It's just about making sure that your work is somewhere online because sometimes you're going to meet people in person, right? And if you're meeting somebody in passing and, you know, they're like, oh yeah, my business is having this specific problem. And you're like, oh, actually... I actually solved that specific problem. You want to be able to then either hand them your business card or, you know, send them to a website or somewhere where they can connect and see more of what you offer. You don't want to be in a position where you're not going to have that readily available. So it's not just always about having a social media site, but it's just having somewhere where you are showing up as your best self and showing off these skills and these things that you're really good at. And you can just have, you know, a really great LinkedIn profile, right? That's updated, that's filled out, that has like your latest resume, it has um endorsements from people you've worked with and it has your skills listed on it and you can say like, "Hey, let's connect on LinkedIn," connect with that person. And then they have that that online portfolio. But, you know, if you're somebody maybe your freelancing thing that you do is, you know, event photography, then maybe you want to have an actual uh, like online portfolio where you have a website and it shows those photos like in the best way possible um, to kind of show off what you do. Right. So there's not, I feel like it really depends on like what it is specifically you're doing. Like obviously if you're like, if you do, if you code and that's what you do, then you're going to be utilizing a website that's going to show that off. Right. Um, So you kind of want to pick the platform depending on what it is your skill set is.
0: Yeah, for sure. And make sure that you are, as you're doing, because you obviously didn't jump into freelance work overnight. I'm sure you've done something for a family or for friends for free or maybe for a low cost. Um, make sure you go back to those people and get testimonials and say, hey, remember when I worked on XYZ for you? Could you please just write me a couple of sentences on how that works for you or like what the s- success rate was for what I offered? So that way you can also add that into Whatever profile you're building, as Kirkman said with LinkedIn, it's a little easier because there are endorsements available. But for sometimes websites, you do need to add kind of some information about case studies because, again, being one fish in the giant ocean and being in competition with so many other people, it's important for you to also show the results. And I find now that becomes the biggest struggle right now um, that people are not utilizing platforms the proper way and making sure that they recognize and put out the results they have brought to a project. They just say they did a project, which is great. Guess what? Anybody can do it. (laughs) That's great. I, I get 50 other people can do it, but what is it about this thing that you did that made it special? What is it that you brought to it? What did you think about? What was your intuition? Did you have methodologies that you use? What systems are you using? Did you use special tools? Like, please put all that information into your, Case studies so that when we pull up your information, anybody can find out who you are and they can already get as much information as possible. So when they meet with you, it's kind of an easier booking process versus it being more now of an interview session and now you got to go back and forth multiple rounds because they got to ask you 9,000 questions and all that information could be sold up front.
1: And if you're like a corporate baddie and let's say that, like, you're like, okay, I'm in corporate, I have this job that I like, but I'm going to do a little freelance on the side. And I haven't done anything for anyone yet because maybe what you do is not like something casual that you would do for family and friends, if that makes sense. So for example, I think of my friend who um, she works in tech and she oversees a team and they were training on this new like software. I could not even tell you what it's called, but <laughs> basically she opted to take the training. She didn't have to. And she was like, oh, I'm going to take this training for this new thing. Well, just in taking that training, she can now take on side contracts that will pay like quite a bit and do that freelance while still maintaining her old job. So since her boss already knows about it and knows that this is why she opted to take this, you know, free training, um, like her boss is happy to endorse her on LinkedIn or write a recommendation letter or that sort of thing. But if let's say that like, cause sometimes you have a boss that doesn't want you to have, a (laughs) which is like crazy because in this economy, like many of us unfortunately need them. That's that's a good boss
0: would want you to make a good boss
1: would want you to, but you might not have a good boss. So if you don't, that's when you maybe reach out to a coworker you trust or even a coworker you've worked with in the past, maybe at your last corporate job, who has seen that you can do this particular thing and maybe they can be the one to write you that testimonial or that sort of thing. So that you're building yeah. again, that online presence. And even if and you, you don't have a done.
0: testimonial, it's just very much writing the case of like what it is that you do that makes you stand out. Like you got yes. this training and now you're qualified to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 It's most recent. So you actually have information a little bit fresher than some people probably yes. utilizing for the mm-hmm. You know, there are definitely pros and cons. And that stuff should be in your LinkedIn anyway, if you're a corporate baddie, like, As soon as you get trainings, like, start putting that stuff in your LinkedIn. I have so many friends who we are going through the process of trying to find them new jobs. And I'm like, friend, remember that training you took? And why is it not on your LinkedIn? So please, just as a reminder, corporate baddie girls, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. please put those things up there for sure.
1: So the next step to finding the right contracts as a freelancer is making sure that you are utilizing freelance platforms. There's so many different platforms out there. There's Upwork. There's Freelancer. There's Fiverr. Um, There's just so many different ways to find these contracts and it's going to put you in a situation where there's people looking, right? And it's going to be easier for them. A lot of times they're going to go to these sort of like marketplaces, so to speak, to look for people specifically to find work. So it just makes sense to be on them if you can, especially if they're not like super expensive to be on and that sort of thing, because it's just another resource and another way that, that they're almost like the platform itself is going to be kind of working for you in a sense, um, and marketing for you in a sense, um, while you are not even on it. Right. So it's like, you can get work from there. I don't think that it's the only place, like, I don't think you only utilize those platforms, but it's one of the things you should do again, in addition to word of mouth, building an online presence, all of those different things together
0: yeah have current examples on your profiles this is the biggest issue i have because again a lot of corporations use these platforms to hire for gig work where they don't have someone on their team to do something so a big thing that i've helped hire people for is voiceover work and you wouldn't be surprised at how many people do not have updated and current stuff on their fiverr profiles and it is so frustrating or things that just aren't relevant um Use keywords properly. Like, don't use keywords if you're not, you don't have any work to back up that industry. Like, try to do your best to have a sample. You can make something up. Like, you always, again, in the beginning, most people have mock up projects and mock up work. Make up a voiceover, pro- make something up. Like, design packaging for a brand that doesn't exist. Like, create right. a website for a brand that doesn't exist. Do something. Something is better than nothing. Have something relevant, especially in the industry that you want to pivot to. Because a lot of freelancers also learn very quickly what niche they want to be in. So say you did a lot of corporate work, but now you want to switch to, like, nonprofit, or you want to go to events or, like, something smaller. Um, Start marking up work in that industry and start utilizing those skills a little bit differently so that way you can get yourself out of that pigeonhole that you put yourself. So there's definitely ways to kind of game the system a little bit, not in a way that's negative, just to showcase where you are and where you want to be. And I think that's one of the things that you could be doing a lot better in these um. Freelance platforms because a lot of them aren't organized. A lot of them are pay-to-play, so a lot of the people who are paying for the premium are getting the top bills. So if you're not willing to do that, you need to make sure that your profile is optimized with as many keywords as possible, as much sample work as possible. um Have contact information easily and readily available, so when people reach yes. out to you, answer quickly. Like it shouldn't take three, or four days to get a response from somebody from. Like, Five of you guys, like like please be responsive. I understand again, so you may have jobs, but make sure you make that you know information available on your, your profile. Like, hey, I can only answer after hours or only weekends or whatever. Just make sure you make the information as much available as possible up front. So once again, no one is consistently trying to like reach out to you not getting a response. So I think that's the way is that you can stand out a little bit more amongst the competition. Another cool thing that you can start doing is going outside y'all outside anyway (laughs) (laughs) networking it's a tool it's a friend of yours go outside it's a new year all of the meetups are restarting their january meetups have already been listed get on meetup.com get your local facebook groups get in your linkedin local linkedin groups and start going to events these are how you meet people in person that will be valuable contacts for life like i cannot recommend it enough over everything prior to all of these other sites existing Yep. there was in person that was literally all that existed you had to go outside and meet people and that's how you got contacts and some of those contacts are how we still have work to this day so
1: cannot and stress ways, it i out. would say that it's like you know obviously like i'm i'm all for like you want to have an approach of everything but a lot of times it's like when you're able to meet someone in person it makes such a big difference on like the impact you have on them And like you can just sell the deal that much faster, right? So it's like, and I, when I network, a lot of people are like, you know, everyone has their own approach and their own skills. So I am not like, oh, I'm going to meet everybody in this room and be close to everybody in this room. I'm like, I'm going to find maybe one person, maybe three, but most likely one who I'm really going to connect with. And that person is going to be like an important part of my network. That's always my goal going into an event. So everybody's different. John can work a room and he can genuinely connect with like 30 people in the time that takes me to connect with like one because I'm much more introverted than he is. So everyone's different. But I can tell you that like even me going into these events and connecting with that one person that has made such a difference in my own business, my own career, um being able to do that in person so if you have like a city where these things are happening which you you most likely do have one nearby take advantage of that at least like commit to like say okay every other month i'm going to do one sort of like networking event this year, I think that would be like a great goal. To
0: that's be. very nice and very easy. I'm gonna push you and say, Do one every month until December. You can do 11, <laughs> it's not that hard. You can do it if you live in a city that is far away, like a small town. I totally get it. You can do the six because you yeah, have that's to get on a train I mean. yeah, and not go. But these people, people and these <laughs> metropolitan yeah. areas go outside you can, there's probably five things happening like tonight so please and like charisma said it doesn't have to be you don't have to be john you don't have to talk to 30 people you can just make one genuine connection and it doesn't even have to be that you could genuinely just to have a good conversation with people right. i don't pitch people and sell people when i go to networking events i'm going out to have conversations like, i, I, I want to talk to adults who do things that i do that's all i, I want
1: <laughs> talk about marvel That is what happens because that's where my brain goes. And then I meet somebody else who likes Marvel and then we become genuine friends. And then that helps our businesses. And that's typically how or like something, it's like, you know, it's not always Marvel, but it's always something that it's like this is something I genuinely like. And we end up on the you know, you don't have to have expensive
0: makeup, you don't have to have expensive purses, not at all. You do not have to have business cards, you don't even like just have a phone and a voice you can still even wear a mask if you're me. Like, you don't even have, like, you know what I mean? Like, there are no excuses at this point. (laughs) And I have a good tip, which
1: is, like, for me, like, I'm not, like, a big, like, drinker, but I'll always get, like, just, like, a mocktail to hold so that, like, when I'm feeling awkward, I can just, like, like, oh, I'm drinking my little drink, you know? And then eventually, like, again, it's not always the first person that I meet that I connect with. Like, I might meet a few people and just, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, in the conversation in, like, these larger groups and, you know, nodding my head and like whatever. And then eventually like I'll find that person where it's like, oh, we vibe and then we just end up like talking for an hour. Genuinely
0: having a good time. And then they're inside of your Rolodex and they're yep. you're great folks. Um so definitely I think this is a year to really try to do that because there are so many opportunities. And again this helps with that sea of people online. You just can't be algorithms on platforms sometimes. Like it's just not sustainable. So There's nothing better than being the person themselves out in person and being like, hey, I'm a valid resource and I'm available and I want to get into doing things. Especially if you're new because people love to take newbies under their wings. People love to be like, oh, you've never done this before? Come with me and meet 55 of my friends and we will try to get you a contract by the end of the night. Like you do not understand how many people just have that people connector like genetic makeup about themselves like, that's, that's literally they, like, do, how i am.
1: People. <laughs> so it's literally me because literally like i'll meet somebody especially now in real estate and it's like you know i met someone who like was brand new they had just um finished their contract like i just liked his vibe He is just like a cool dad. He's like an awesome husband. He's from the same hometown as one of my best friends. And I immediately was just like, I like this guy. And he was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, we're going to take you under our wing. And we started making him go to open houses with us and all this stuff. And now even though he's already – he's only been in um, a month and a half, he's already under contract on a luxury home. And so – and it was just genuinely I was just like, I like him. I want him to do well. John felt the same way and you know it's like that stuff comes back to you in any industry you're in so it's like you put out that positivity and and that what you did that and i met a
0: friend who's a realtor and i was like oh you guys got to meet each other and i was literally trying to set up how you could be in the same room you're in the same room i was like this is john i literally drug (laughs) i was like interrupting conversation and
1: it's like (laughs) you never know where you're gonna go next with things like i know for example like john and i want to start a team and so it's like it's important for us to it's now we're not just looking at clients and people to sell home to homes to. We're looking at other agents that we might want to have on our team, right? And, you know, when it comes to like lenders, when it comes to title companies, like it's good to have those connections because those people bring you leads, right? So it's like we met somebody who was a lender, became really good friends with them. For a long time, it was just like oh, we're like helping each other. Like we're talking about work and things like that. And now this person now has a new job, like lender wise, same, same, same thing. He's still lender, but he's just with a new company. And that company is giving him five leads a day and guess where he's sending those leads. So it's all just relationship based. And like there's, you don't have to fake it. You just find your own people because that's my thing is like, when we're not talking about work, I want to talk to you about like, what you think about the latest Marvel movie or, like, what your thought is on this book or, you know, did you watch that latest episode of Doctor Who? And so it's, like, it's just genuine. Like, you find your genuine people and connect with them. And maybe your things are sports or whatever they are. Um, Find the people that lo- want to talk about those things, and you guys all bring each other business, bring each other work, and help each other out. That's pretty much the way to do it. So all you got to do is be- –
0: Not the fun part. (laughs) Yes.
1: Optimizing your job pitches. So you want to make sure that you are crafting these like personalized and compelling pitches when you're actually applying for contracts and you're letting them know like, hey, let me articulate like what my actual skills are. How do they match your needs? You know, you're highlighting relevant experience. So every proposal is kind of going to be a bit different because every business is, is different, right? So it's like, if you're going to, let's say that you are like, okay. I'm coming in to, you know, build a brand for a, you know, I don't know, like a gym. That's going to be different if you're building out a marketing plan for a church. Those are not the same thing. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that things feel tailored to someone's actual experience when you're looking for these new clients.
0: Exactly. Um. One thing that, and again, this is the part where we lose people. This is where freelancers go to die. So we're going to try to help you to get it together so that you do not find this part monotonous and you don't lose yourself. Um, this is the important part because this is how you, A, find the right clients. If you do the work up front, if you have a good pitch, if you have a solid pitch, if you have a solid deck, send that out early get your contract together properly this is how you don't lose money (laughs) have a good contract again if you have the money get a lawyer to do it for you and get it together do not like hodgepodge a contract together because people there's so many clauses that people don't think about and then those things happen and it's too late and then you lose money. So I think having all of this upfront and ready to go will help you increase your success and make you feel more comfortable because this is the part where people get really nervous because it is the part where you lose a lot of money if you have a bad contract or if you send out a pitch that's not good. Like say you use a template pitch and it's not customized and you write the wrong client's name on it and you send it out to like the wrong person. That is a great way to leave a bad impression on you. And people will say that for like the rest of your <laughs> you. Like, oh, I tried to work with this person, but they sent me a picture with the wrong name. Um, So you just have to really take time and look at the details. And this is really where you need the detail-oriented side of yourself to sit down and then focus. And if you're not that person, honey, pay somebody to do it. Have somebody help you out and figure that out if this is not your ministry. And it's fine to not be your ministry because it's not everyone's ministry. But in the beginning, it just needs to be done properly and as well and as best as possible. So when you start getting... Monthly recurring clients and things like that, it's a little easier to move into that because you've gotten over these one big projects, these one lump projects at a time because they are monotonous. It does take a lot of time, I get it, but a good proposal makes you so much more hireable than someone who's just sending out a Word doc or even worse, a Google doc with no t- like an Arial that just right. says, Welcome to my like, you know what I mean? Like, really put thought into I will it. And really like, I would say, like, I get it. really oh.
1: freaked out like by proposals. And I don't know why, because I've been doing this for so long. And like every part of like, I've never had like a job that isn't really proposals. I will say like when I worked in the wedding industry, it's kind of the same proposal over and over. So that was like a little different, but yeah, I get freaked out about them. I typically like just sit down and do them and it's fine. But a lot of times what I need, this is like my process is that I'll ask either you or you and David out for coffee and then I'll freak out. And then, like, you guys are gonna, like, you guys are like, you're fine. And then I'll be like, okay, great. And then I'll go do it. (laughs) So that's the process that works for me. It's like, like you said, like, ask somebody for help or like hire someone else to do it or whatever. For me, it's just literally like talking to you guys to be like, I'm afraid of this. And then you guys will be like, okay, but you can do it. So like, just go do it. (laughs) And then it's like, and then I'll be like, oh, like, David and or David and Angelica or Angelica said I could do it. So like I feel confident in it now. And that's for me, that's what it takes. And then I'll go do it. Um, So, yeah, it's just like find what you're and then I always save every proposal, even because sometimes like you find like sometimes maybe the company doesn't hire you or sometimes you find out you don't want to work with the company, which is what happens to me more than often. But what I do is I save it because there's going to be pieces of it that are going to work probably Absolutely. for another proposal you're gonna do yeah. down the road. So then then you kind of have like a like a little less work to do maybe the next time.
0: Yeah. I have folders of lost pitches. I have folders of archives of people I've worked with, of current the ones that yeah. are perspective, future that I will send and then current that are like out that are being reviewed right now. And I find that like having my library of pitches from 2010 like basically um, helps me figure out what I need to do. Clearly a lot of the older ones I don't use anymore. Cause a lot of that technology doesn't even exist anymore. Oh,
1: um, yeah. okay. So
0: funny, but yeah, keep all your things. because you never know what you're gonna use, especially when you're pitching to a lot of different industries in the beginning. It's so nice to have a reference point from something else that you have done. To be able to go back versus trying to create from scratch of like what did i do for this person where it worked and how did i win especially when you have a winning proposal formula you kind of want to just continue to use that formula right. and just update it as needed to like the business case and etc but And remember,
1: like, they're not watching you make the pitch. So, like, (laughs) this is, like, a big thing for me that I'm always, like, so nervous, like, sometimes to just, like, get anything on the paper. So, I'm like, oh, I need everything to be perfect. Then I have to remind myself, like, it doesn't need to be perfect from the beginning. Like, start the pitch, do the first draft, and then go ahead and, like, edit things out, move things around, whatever. Um, I think a lot of people get so nervous about just starting. I'm like, get something on the paper. And if even if, like, you get that pitch out and it is not good, like, present it to a friend or someone else and then like start getting that feedback on like, well, this is what needs to be fixed yeah for sure
0: the other thing to start doing that i absolutely don't want to do as i just told y'all that i would get on threads if you tell me to i will do it um social media is that place where you have to be to get work still in 2023 unfortunately well um, and i
1: feel like the thing is with social media is like this is such a great um avenue for people that maybe are not like maybe physically able maybe mentally able to, to go out make it into like a networking event that's in person so it's like you can tap into they even have like conferences and stuff that are just on. oh yeah a hundred so it like it doesn't so have many. to be like always like you like don't take it as like uh, we're saying like you got to post a reel every day or you got to post to the gram every day it's like you can literally say i want to connect with other people specifically in my industry i don't want to just be throwing out like into the wind like i want to be intentional about it so it's like you can look up like an online, you know, conference that's happening in your like specific niche and your skill set and your industry. And you can attend that sort of thing. But you could also, if you want to do something that sometimes those are free, sometimes they're paid. But If you want to do something guaranteed free, you can obviously join like Facebook groups and things like that. Um, A really great example of like utilizing social media to get contracts is that I have a friend who I met on social media. Why did we connect again? Because we like the same nerdy nonsense. And she just sent me a text right now and is helping me like prep to get another contract that is like a dream contract for me that I otherwise like would not have even heard about because it's just being discussed internally right now. Um, and it's like one of those things, like I'm a good fit for it. She brought it up to me and you know I'll most likely get it because she is helping me to do so. So it just shows that importance of like finding your people, connecting with your people. And that's, again, that was just completely online. This is somebody like, I've met in person like twice and that was after like seven years of knowing her online. Um, So it really does make a difference. But again, it's it's finding those genuine connections. It's just like I always say, think of it. Think of social media as like the same thing as like when you're meeting people in person, like it's about the genuine connection. Don't just make it about having as many followers as possible or saying as much as possible online, like make it about finding people you genuinely connect to
0: yeah for sure and I don't push it and don't be super salesy don't be fake. like don't do anything that you don't want to do because it, it you won't be consistent it's not gonna last it's not something you're interested in I think again podcasting is such a big example of a lot of people being like I'm gonna start a podcast because that's what you have to do you don't have to start a podcast like you, you don't have to you don't have to be on LinkedIn if you don't want to I'm not on LinkedIn hate it um you could be I on Twitter LinkedIn. you could be on I, Facebook it's not, it's not my ministry Oh my goodness! It needs to be no one's ministry, but that's another rant for another day. <laughs> like, I like do. I
1: have. An, I have a LinkedIn. To be clear, I have a LinkedIn and there's stuff. Oh on yeah. It it's just not as good as it could be. The way
0: people feel about like X and like all the other social media, like the way people feel about TikTok and like how people genuinely dislike TikTok very strongly in like a very like negative way, that's how I feel about LinkedIn. I'm like, the energy you spend... That's how I feel about LinkedIn, yeah.
1: I like TikTok. (laughs) I like Instagram. I do not like LinkedIn. If it stopped existing tomorrow and like... I I wouldn't be bad. bad about it. I don't want to say that because like people have jobs and stuff who work there, so I don't want it to like fail or anything. But if they all magically get other jobs on the same day at another like place that paid them the same or more that would be nice i would like that <laughs> let's
0: get rid of it get rid of it um no yeah social media is all there. the other thing you can do on social media is collaborate with other freelancers so this is a, a great way to start getting yourself into industries that you're interested in working with is starting to work with people on other things especially as you a know. newbie mm-hmm. um we find that photographers being a second shooter <laughs> oftentimes is how you make your name you just come up on it the, a veteran photographer help them shoot out some weddings and start to make a name for yourself same thing as like being a designer on a project maybe you're just an illustrator and a designer an illustrator and maybe that's how you get your name out uh, as illustrating maybe graphics for a package design or website and they are like oh those illustrations are real cool well they came from x so and so and so and so This is a very easy thing to do for newbies because it kind of um, absolves some of that heavy lifting from the front. A lot of times you don't have to sell the project. You don't have to be the face of the project. You don't have to be the project manager. You just need to do your little your little part and then like get credit for it. And that's so fun and you get money. So you start to do that enough that you start to make a name for yourself and people really want to hire you individually. And I think this is a great op- way to start making those opportunities for yourself. It's working with other people. It also it teaches you to, again, work with other people. <laughs> um, yes. I have found because in tw- like, not in 20, but like maybe to 2020, around the the. the time of the the beginning of COVID, the pandemic shutting everything down, is that a lot of people who were freelancing, actually their market dried up depending on what market they were in, and they had to go back to corporate jobs, which is convenient because a lot of the jobs were remote, and there was still some hiring going on at the end of 2020, and so people were going into jobs that hadn't worked with people in a really long time, and y'all, they didn't know how to work with people. (laughs) Um, so I find that occasionally collaborating with people is a really great way to understand your working style and finding out what clients you might work with best because you tend to know what people you work with best and how you can collaborate and learn different skills from people, how to be quicker and faster. And I feel like it's a learning opportunity that a lot of people do not take advantage of. So I am all 100% gung-ho and telling people to collaborate as often as possible because you just it's so invaluable to work with other people, especially when you benefit from it and not having to do all of the heavy work up front.
1: A hundred percent. Like I often will take on like freelance gigs that are a lot of work and I'm like not going to do all that work on my own because I like work-life balance. So I work with other freelancers to be able to complete projects. And so I, it's you know very not at all uncommon for me to hire other people Uh, when I have a freelance gig to get it done and basically it's like I pick from the friends that I know like and what their skill set is and it's typically always for me it's always the same person because she does a great job Kaylee so I know what she can do she does a great job and she normally is going to be good at doing the things that I don't want to do right so it's like that's another thing is like maybe you find someone who can do has a similar skill set but can also maybe they thrive at doing the parts that you don't enjoy um and so kind of like just like in a business partnership or anything like that like it's, it's good to have those sort of freelancers as people that you know or people that if you're again on the side where you're looking for work like looking for people that you're like, hey, we kind of have similar skill sets, but I hear you talk about how you don't like to do A, B, and C. And just wanted you to know, like I really thrive in that area. Um, and just let, like, let them know, period. Like they don't have to be looking for anything at the moment. Let them know, let every freelancer or every business owner that you know, know what your skill set is, because that's already like when they are looking, then you're going to be top of mind. So make Absolutely. sure that they're all informed already of like what you offer
0: yeah i have a friend who's a copywriter i hate writing copy that's my thing right now chat uh, gpt writes 90 percent of the copy that i have to work on and um when i get projects that require a detailed copywriter and not a robot i just hire her to do it because i know that she knows how to do it and it's easy for me also as a as an old elder freelancer i will say if you're listening to this episode and you haven't really um freelance in a while you've been in a game for a long time you haven't started over from a while start looking for people who are more talented than you. And I know this is 100%. very offensive to some creative freelancers. They oftentimes feel like they're the best, the best. I know I'm not the best graphic designer that exists. I have five people on one hand that are better than I am. Absolutely will hire one of them whenever the project needs them, their level of talent for them. And I'm going to get their level of talent. So if you need like, uh, it's passable, you can hire me and I'll just do it directly. If you want, great. Hire these people and you're going to pay them what they're worth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, start getting growing your network elder millennials who've been freelancing for a long time I'm talking to you we're, we're old we don't want to keep doing this no. we love it we can't passion for it. the kids are better than us than they are but like they're faster they're okay, smarter the who they're quicker is what
1: like i don't know she's many years younger than me she's like 20. please get these kids yeah. and
0: let them do it because they are excited to do the monotonous work they're excited to do it quickly they know how to get the shortcuts going get those kids to do it and you just do the admin stuff on the top hand and make your little money and then you can also see you know you're seeding putting a seed back into the creative community because then those kids can do it when they get older and they find the younger gen alpha kids to do it so it it plays off but I definitely think I PSA for our older freelance friends who are at the point where they're not sure what they're doing or they're overwhelmed is start hiring people
1: yeah oh, <laughs> just hire younger 100%. people <laughs> Yes. So, all right. So the last step would be asking for referrals. So talking to either clients that you've worked with that have, you know, had a really great time, let them advocate for you, like ask them for a referral, ask them for a testimonial, um, ask them to tell other people about you, be like, Hey, you know, if you know anybody, you know, else who's looking like, tell them like, I loved working on this project with you. I'm so glad it was, you know, such a great time thank you so much for this work. And if you know anybody else who's looking for something similar, you know, I'd love to work with them as well. Cause most of the time, like if someone is in their industry and they're doing well in their industry, they know other people in their industry. Right. So it's like, that's honestly going to be one of the easiest ways. If they can refer you word of mouth directly to other people, that's going to be super helpful. But then again, you can also ask them for like a written testimonial written referral and put that again to increase your, uh, your online profile, your online social awareness, all that good stuff. So, but I would definitely tell them straight up like, Hey, I'm looking for more projects like this. You have another one. I'd love to work with you again. And if you have anybody that you know, that is looking for a project like this, you know, I, I would love to join them as well. So just being upfront about like, again, you're a freelancer. It's not, you don't have to be secretive that you're looking for work but you don't have to be salesy either. Like you can just be honest. And I think that's like, that's like, I think so much of like sales is like around like, and I'm not saying it doesn't work. Sometimes it does work, but it's like, it's deceitful. It's like, a lot of us don't want to do it as creatives. Like we just don't like that. Like we don't want to like create this whole like narrative and like push people and you know, all this sort of stuff. Sometimes you can just be honest. Like if you've done good work with somebody and the contract has gone well, like you can just tell them like, I really enjoyed this. Like if it went well from both sides, like, Please feel free to let other people know about me, and that can sometimes just lead to your next contract.
0: Yeah, keep me in mind in the future. It's a very easy sentence to add on to the end of the email, which uh, you should be doing. Like, a, uh, we gotta find what the somebody give me a better term for post mortem, but like at the end of a project. Please, yeah, I, I think
1: we'll have an whole episode on like how yeah. to be, able yeah. To be able yeah because I like think that is something your that people need to know, like how to communicate and all that. So we'll definitely dive into that at a later date because that is. That's a whole thing.
0: (laughs) Whole thing. But yeah, that should be part of your ending statement. Like you wrap it up the project, you're sending the last files, you're letting them know to like send you a testimonial and then also letting them know you're always available for work in the future.
1: Yes. So I hope that these steps help you guys as you're looking for the right contracts for you as a freelancer. Again, don't be afraid to go after what you want. It's not just about money, but it is also about finding the work that, you know, you enjoy that lights you up, finding those, this is a great time to skill build. Like now looking back at my old age, like (laughs) I can't believe how many skills I've built just like through freelancing. Like it's given me an opportunity to be able to challenge myself and kind of like go specifically after the exact work I want. And I think that is kind of difference between, you know, being a freelancer or a business owner and then corporate, whereas like corporate, a lot of times you just kind of have to do what's what's on, you know, what's on the paper. And that's it. With this, you kind of get to be a little bit more flexible and creative and go after the skills that you want to build and the work that you want to do. So don't be afraid to take advantage of that. Absolutely.
0: And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, see what we're doing. Don't forget to share using the hashtag Boss So Hard. Tag us on Instagram at #HeartHustlePodcast, Podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye.